Welcome. Bonjour. Vous écoutez le podcast Dirty Feet sur les ondes de No More Radio. You're listening to the Dirty Feet podcast on the No More Radio Network. Nous sommes vos animateurs et animatrices. We are your hosts, Alison Burns, J.D. Papillon et Stéphanie Morin-Robert. Listen in. Écoutez. We're going to move you. Stephanie Bernard, thank you for joining me. No problem. And uh, we're going to be talking about the Common Space Showcase, L'Espace Camer. Last week, uh, if you missed the episode, I spoke with Liliane Moussa, who is presenting work as part of the opening showcase for the festival, uh, Double Bill, between her and Catherine Lafleur. And uh, you can check out that interview. It's uh, super good. So this week, I'm going to be talking to Stephanie. Stephanie is... Uh, one of the mentors for the showcase. So again, Common Space L'Espace Commer is a series of shorter works, 10 minutes or less. We've got 10 choreographers this year, or excuse me, 12 choreographers with 10 choreographies. So there's two co-creations. And uh, Stephanie's going to be working with Catherine Laframboise Desjardins, or has already been working with. Um, and uh, each pairing is is different and unique, and um, and people work in different ways, whether it be in studio or in a coffee shop or over Skype in some cases. Um, and this is also a unique prop- proposition. Stephanie has actually been working with Catherine uh, for a while now, even before the common space process. Yes? Yes. Wonderful. And I'm not going to go into tremendous detail about Stephanie Bernard because we've actually had her on the podcast a couple times before. <laughs> uh, episode 14, we really got into it when we spoke about uh, your involvement with Studio Fleur d'Asphalt. Yes. And uh, in episode 30, we talked about an improvised show that you presented at the 2013 Montreal Fringe Festival. So welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> um, but you do you do obviously have your own practice as a, as a, as a dancer, choreographer, artist. And you, you work as a teacher as well and you work a lot with with improv dance yes did you want to round that out at all or is that (laughs) is that pretty much cover it It is it's pretty good pretty good all right cool so from this point um how did you start working with Catherine um as as her what would you call yourself a rehearsal director outside eye mentor uh I think it's more of a rehearsal director with her uh we went to school together at Concordia that's where we uh, started to work together in each other's piece. And um, this year, she first approached me to be her rehearsal director. And um, as we started working, uh, she, uh, she herself um, suggested to Mainline that I become her mentor because we were already starting to work. It was going well. So that's how things happened. Fair enough. Now, people are always tremendously curious about how... Uh, you work as a rehearsal director. What is your role? What do you actually do when you're in the studio with Catherine? Mm. So uh, we started to talk uh, together about where she was in her process, what her ideas were. And um, when I spent time with her in, uh, in the studio, um, I tried to be, um, I tried not to impose anything on her. It's like it's her process, it's her ideas. But I'm there to uh, sometimes translate ideas that she has into more... Uh, 
um, into terms that the dancers can apply, physicality. She will give images, and I will say, okay, so you mean that you want them to be sharp and, uh, and quick? And she says, yeah, that's it. So we, we, we talk about ideas this way. Um, and I also ask a lot of questions. I'm here to, uh, to have another pair of eyes on her work and uh, to ask her questions so she can go further uh, in her process and take some distance from it. When you work really closely with people, sometimes you need a bit of perspective. So that's why I try to bring also. On that note, um, because you have been part of the process for so long now and, and previous works of hers, how does that start? Do you, do you at some point lose that perspective and they need like an additional outside eye or an additional way of feeding back? Or do you just need to like go away for a couple of weeks so you can come back and see it fresh? Um, I, I try to miss some results. <laughs> I, I try to because we are close. I dance uh, in RP, she danced in mine. Like we, it's, it's really hard to have this uh, a bit of distance when it comes to, uh, to work. I try to be as honest as I can, not to be just a friend who says nice things, but to have a really honest point of view um, on what she does. And uh, yeah, sometimes I just sit there and say nothing for half an hour. I just wait and see what's going on and try not to be always too present. But it's really nice to be there for a long time because you see the, uh, the process going, you see how the dancers evolve and react. Because I try to give feedback to the dancers too, to be with Catherine, but to be also with them. Uh, give them some, uh, some cues or some ideas to also uh, keep the work fresh in their bodies. So it's nice to see the dancers applying things and discovering new ways of, doing, uh, of going through the work. And that's really exciting for me too. Do you ever give feedback on the process that Catherine is using, not just the work itself, but, but in the way that she's using her time in studio or make suggestions on what to do next? Um, she's pretty good with that already, I would say. She's the kind of person that knows what she wants. She, there are things that she needs to work with. She, uh, she doesn't lose time. Well, except those tense first minutes in the rehearsal where, where we have to get started. But uh, I would say that she's a pretty good manager of her time and uh, rehearsal. So that I'm really happy to see that. Describing kind of finding the right vocabulary to communicate with the artists and, and kind of get everybody on the same page. Is this something that's born out of your experience as a teacher, do you think? I think it helps. Uh, I think it's also part of uh, training. I had a teacher uh, a long time ago who said uh, she was she was really um, she was quite obsessed with that. Say what you see first, and that's what I try to do with Catherine. I say I, I try to analyze things in a more neutral way. I say what I see, then I analyze, so that it gives her um, a more uh, global. Uh, understanding of what uh, what's going on instead of I, I try to avoid opinions or anything that looks like that inside your process and I'm going far away from your questions <laughs> yeah I mean I think that's interesting as well I think I'm thinking about like giving specific physical direction and knowing how to how to kind of tap into what a dancer needs to hear to get the effect that you're, you and Catherine are looking for. Oh, yeah, I'm totally, uh, yeah, because I've been teaching for a while to uh, adults and kids, it's like, yeah, it's, it's part of me, and I, I try not to say too much to the dancers, cause they, but it's sure that it's important for me to give them that, that little cue that will make them grow as dancers, not only in this process, but 
to make them grow as dancers as a whole for the future because they're like you know they're starting their careers they're really good Mathilde and uh, Kim they're they have really big talent so like for me it's just to give them that that little extra physical uh, cues that can help them grow and when they clarify what they're doing it helps Catherine see what she needs to do next so I think it has to go together and uh, you, so you've mentioned the dancers already. So it is a duet that, that Catherine is presenting. Uh, do you want to give us a bit of a, a description of this? Uh, what I see is a very highly physical duet with a lot of uh, weight shifting and support. Yes, that's pretty good. The process has shifted the last rehearsal we did. So <laughs> what you will see is maybe not what I'm saying right now. Because, uh, yeah. Um, I'm glad that uh, things like that happen. You go in a rehearsal and she said, okay, I need to change stuff. Uh, but yes, it is physical. There's, uh, there's partnering. There's a lot of uh, softness and uh, communication. It's quite, uh, it's quite abstract. I think it's a piece that let people um, use their own sense of poetry and sensitivity to understand it. Um, she's using a lot of uh, improvisation. And uh, the dancers are really active into taking choices or uh, taking different directions. She doesn't choreograph it step by step, which for me is really interesting because I can use my, what I know about improv to fuel the piece with her. Mm-hmm. I find that really exciting to see uh, some improvised uh, parts, um, dancers making choices according to the moment. I think that's really satisfying to see. Yeah, and the work is called... Um, it's all about fictions, at least at this point. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Subject to change, as everything is. I mean, um, it's a, you, you can hear by this, this snippet just talking about one of the works in the showcase, but all, all ten works are undergoing dramatic transformations. It's the point of the showcase, really, to, to have people open up their process again and get right into it and keep working and keep improving and, and having pleasure in that part of the process. Um, so we've been, we've been able to speak about the way that you two have been working specifically, and again, it does differ from group to group. One thing that is the same when we're talking about the Common Space Showcase or L'Espace Comer is the feedback session that you were, you were, uh, we were so grateful to have you join us for that, yes. where we have all 10 um, works shown as, as works in progress midway through the process, and we invite our mentors and we invite our festival organizers and some key people that know a few things about a few things to come and watch, and everyone's um, offered the opportunity to feed back to everyone else. Dancers are feeding back to other choreographers, you know, dialogue is being started. Um, can you give us your, your perspective on being in the room for the first time? <laughs> that was a really intense evening. I was really happy to be there um, and see all those propositions that are very different. It's a really eclectic uh, showcase. It's really interesting to see and um, to have this opportunity for me to, uh, to contribute to all those processes is really precious. Um, and also really stressful. I was really uh, trying to give the the things that would uh, inspire choreographers. Um, and it was really interesting to uh, hear what other mentors and other dancers have to say. I think there are um, all dancers, choreographers that were there had uh, really uh, intelligent, sensitive uh, feedback. And uh, that was really inspiring for me to hear. And your other perspective on Catherine's work too was really uh, nourishing for her and for me to uh, to renew. It's uh, yeah, that was a really really nice uh, evening. I was really impressed. 
I, for one, am also tremendously excited to to have seen that and then in January to see the finished product and to mm. see what has changed. I'm looking forward to see all those pieces like I, that I didn't see uh, for a while. Yeah. Let's take the opportunity to talk about uh, your artistic practice for a moment, if we can. <laughs> can you tell us a bit about uh, any projects on your horizon? Oh, well, um, I've been um, through a whole process with the Soirées Improvisoires that are taking place at Fleur d'Asphalte every month. Uh, we've had a really great fall where um, dancers gather uh, every month with musicians and we do uh, a little workshop together and then we perform an improv um, for about half an hour to 45 minutes without stopping with the musician uh, improvising. And that's been the highlight of my, uh, of my fall of 2015 to see all those people coming together and see how we can genuinely perform Uh, something that would could be put on stage sometimes. Well, sometimes no, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> improv. That's that's the spirit. But that to uh, to put that together to uh, bring ideas and um, that's really, really what interesting me right now. How do we uh, how do we improvise when we're on stage? How can we train? How what kind of ideas do we need to uh, to work on? What state of mind? How do we prepare for that? It's really exciting for me. This pertains a bit to, to also Catherine's work, but the idea of, of improvisation on stage and whether or not it's labeled as such. Because there is a work mm -hmm. in, the, in the program that is going to be structured improv work um, with what sounds like a little less of the structure of Catherine's work, which is mostly choreographed with these pockets of improvisation. Um, is there a necessity or a benefit to having the audience understand when something is improvised and when it is not? That's a really good question. I still don't have an answer for that. <laughs> I think it depends what, um, what the choreographer wants out of the piece. I don't think it's necessary to tell it up front that it's improvised, but sometimes it's a piece of information that can help... Um, The, the audience to understand it better or appreciate what they see better because there's something really exciting about uh, seeing people getting organized on stage, not knowing what they're going to do next and to have this, uh, this empathy with them that uh, you don't necessarily have when you think everything is set in choreograph. Um, but sometimes I also like to have the surprise, to see... Uh, the, to perform in front of people and let them know after that it's improvised and have this like, oh, really? Oh, and they, they start to ask themselves so many questions about what they, just, uh, what they just saw. So I think both are interesting ways of, um, of approaching it. For the musicians that you're working with, with these improvised um, projects, uh, what do you look for in an artist, in a musician? Because do you look for somebody who's going to really listen and look or look for somebody with the right style or the right attitude? I've, I've had the chance to meet uh, a few different uh, artists, uh, musicians. Um, well, one of them is uh, Vanessa Zorini, uh, who is uh, composing the music for Catherine. Uh, and uh, I really like to work with her because she um, she's an electroacoustic uh, musician and um, She observes a lot, and she's, uh, she reacts in a really uh, intuitive way to what's going on in the work. 
and make really subtle ch choices according to what she sees. Um, I usually like to work with musicians who are able to make decisions of their own and also understand how dance evolves enough so that we can have uh, a discussion that goes back and forth about what's going on. But um, I think the key is to have uh, both groups being equal in decision-making and in responsibility for what is going on. So that it's not always music following dance or dance following music, but more of a, an exchange or a ping-pong back and forth in between the, who uh, takes the lead or change something in the, in the action. Any last words, Stephanie? Thank you. I'm looking forward to uh, to see those performances. It's uh, really exciting to see uh, choreographers and dancers evolve through uh, through that. So uh, I invite uh, people that listen to this podcast to come. I've had the pleasure of speaking with Stephanie Bernard uh, today uh, about the work of Catherine Laframboise Desjardins, who is presenting as part of L'Espace Camer Common Space at the 2016 edition of the Bouge DC Dance Festival here in Montreal. Stephanie's been working as her mentor uh, during this process and, and previously. And uh, we are definitely looking forward to this showcase, as you can tell, and we hope to see you there. Thank you very much, Stephanie. Merci. The Dirty Feet Podcast is produced and hosted by Produit et animé par Alison Burns J.D. Papillon and Stéphanie Morin-Robert We have Mainline Theatre, Montreal Improv Theatre and Paul Aflalo to thank. Merci pour le soutien. Vous pouvez visiter notre site web, écouter les derniers épisodes, lire notre blog, nous aimer sur Facebook et nous suivre sur Twitter. You can visit our website, listen to past episodes, read our blog, like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Show us some love and help us spread the word. Montrez-nous un peu d'amour et aidez-nous à passer le mot.